Hey, Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky, and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I, I, uh, I, I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So, yeah, so I appreciate that. And you guys uh, can always follow me at Joe on Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think of some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know, joeandjoepod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're going to jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very soon. So without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast. The only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. Hey, and welcome back to Joe on Joe. It's our third episode today. We're going to be talking about the Worms of Death, which is the third episode of the five-part Mass Mass Effect. Mass Effect, it's a different series. Mass Device miniseries. They kicked off the J.I. Joe... um, cartoon for us back in 83 now you can remember to follow me on twitter at joe on joe pod find me on facebook at joe on joe pod instagram joe on joe pod basically if it's a social media look for joe on joe pod you can find me oh so you can send me an, e- uh, an email at joe on joe pod at gmail.com and if you're in the la area and you're a gi joe fan and you want to record an episode with me give me a shout so we're gonna start it right now all right, here we go. Opening credits. Fighting for freedom wherever there's trouble. Now, each episode, as you uh, loyal listeners know, for three episodes, we, we like to focus on uh, one Joe an episode. Kind of dig into his file cards, dig into you know stuff that's going on. And I'm very excited today because today is going to be my favorite Joe of all. Uh, probably a lot of your favorites, Joe, as well. That's right. I'm talking about the one... The only Big Lob. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not talking about Big Lob. I'm talking about Snake Eyes, the Commando. He has a great role to play in this episode. Uh, you know, this was kind of his major introduction to um, to people. So first we start out, there's a nice recap of what's going on. The fabulous voiceover telling us what's going on that basically Cobra's done this. Cobra stole a satellite. They stole access to a satellite. Then they use that satellite to power their mass device. And the mass device is a teleportation tool. So the it basically could send their uh their their enemy, their um, enemy, their military, their 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 soldiers send them anywhere in the world and they could attack at a moment's notice, you know. So it, it was it'd be great for military. So the Joes try to stop him uh, because, of course, mass is powered by three very rare elements. At one of the scientists' house, Joes try to stop him. Duke gets kidnapped. Duke gets taken back to the Cobra Temple, which is very, very like old school Hanna Barbera cartoony Cobra Temple, like locked away in the Andes or something like that. Uh, and he was set f- set to uh, fight in a gladiator pit. <laughs> 
He escapes. And now this episode opens up with Cobra Commander uh, addressing the United Nation and I'm assuming the world with his um, ultimatum, basically, which let's go back to what he just said. Egotistical peacock. Destro's insults to him um, are amazing. Um, I know at one point in this, he refers to him as a vainglorious poppin' jay, which is one of my favorite insults of all time, and I try to use that whenever I can, when appropriate in real, real life. Um, oh, punches a hole in the wall. So the Joes uh, had to go to the th- far corners of the world to get these three elements, and one of the elements was this radioactive isotope thing up in the Arctic. I don't know if they're north or south pole. I don't didn't really pay attention. And uh, these crystals, totally radioactive. Well, who saved the day last time? Who told the rest of the Joes to go escape while I do the job? That's right, Snake Eyes. And in a Wrath of Khan-esque moment, he sacrificed himself. Everyone assumed he died, right? So now Major Blood is going to pick up where the Joes failed. He's going to get all those radioactive isotopes. Except, look at there. Snake Eyes still alive and kicking great about this is um, the writers did not give him cancer. Uh, he didn't get a horrible lymphoma from this. Uh, I think they were maybe operating under the fact that maybe his suit might have been protective. Um, but he is our man. Snake Eyes is glowing red hot with radiation. And it's amazing. So Major Blood lets him go because guy, that guy's going to die. Think back. Uh, and then we cut back to the uh, to the Joes. They're on their uh, aircraft carrier, which later becomes the flag, but I don't, can't be the flag right now because General Flag's still left. And they're uh, using some kind of mind reading device to see if you can get uh, unlock some memories that Duke had from when he escaped. Not unlike the brainwave scanner for all you comic fans out there. She's in danger. He's uh, remembering that they they made her made his little girlfriend from the. Uh, from the Cobra Temple made her work on a wheel of pain, not unlike Conan the Barbarian. So we're talking about Snake Eyes, right? Snake Eyes, he's, you know the guy. He's all dressed in black. He wears a visor. First he wore kind of like Ray-Ban kind of sunglasses and then they gave him a visor and then they've given him the Ray-Bans over the years. But completely head to toe covered. Um, except in the cartoon, he's, in his first costume, they show his uh, they show his ungloved hands, which is always weird. Like, you're going to... Go full bodysuit. Just go full bodysuit, dude. Um, my favorite version, I think I think everyone's favorite version, was the uh, the second generation one when they gave him the sword and uh, timber. You know, they gave him the wolf. That was just that outfit. And then the, the biggest change on that, of course, was his uh, the slit-like visor. It was just fantastic. It was so great. What a good look. Um, but here, let's check it out. So his code name. Oh, real quick. That's Torpedo, everybody. If you're watching along. They just introduced Torpedo because they're going to go uh, diving for the next element that they need. And I always loved Torpedo because everyone else was in some kind of military fatigues. And they gave Torpedo's, you know, it's just his his flat wetsuit. And he was Hawaiian, which was always fascinating. Hawaii was really popular in the 80s. A lot of people talking about Aloha and hanging loose. And uh, Torpedo always fascinated me. I never had his action figure. I always wanted it. Torpedo and uh, Airborne. Airborne, whose whose action figure was like multicolored and kind of like light powder bluey. Oh, look at that! It's Timber, everybody. It's our first introduction to Timber. Wouldn't hit the toys for another session. I'm assuming this is where they got the idea from. 
But Snake Eyes, plunging through the woods, through the uh, snow, trying to get back to civilization, comes across a dog, a wolf, rather, that's all chained up, and he helps the wolf, and now he's going to be buddies with the wolf. That's so great. So Snake Eyes, file card, commando, file name classified, social security number classified. Real quick, they give social security numbers for all these guys. I really hope those are real. That would be fantastic. That's something I didn't notice last time. Yeah, they give the full-on social security number. I'm looking at Slipstreams right now. Slipstream, I'm going to... Oh, my God. Please tell me someone listening has has, uh, identity theft with the J.H.O. information. That would be the greatest. That would be the greatest identity thief of all time. Please tell me that's happened. So his first primary military specialty is the infantry. Again, I don't know anything about military. Maybe one of these days I'll look it up, figure it all out. But it's an infantry. I figure that means he's just a soldier on the ground, right? Uh, second military specialty is he was a hand-to-hand combat instructor. Well, here we go to a break, and we'll be right back. Now back to GI Joe. You like that? I'm gonna try to. Uh, I'm gonna try to time this along with the breaks in the show, so you can kind of watch along. Get ready for it. I know that's very exciting. Birthplace classified. They can't even tell you what hometown he's from. That's how awesome Snake Eyes is, because they figure if you know his hometown, you might get one step closer to finding out his true identity. So as he plunges through the woods here with his uh, radioactive, I, I can only assume, uh, just tumors and growths just erupting over him, he fights off a polar bear, all right? Parts of polar bear, which who is, wow, just swatted him, swatted him like a fly. Uh, the, okay, now we're getting into the Revenant. Okay, so now Snake Eyes is Leonardo DiCaprio from the Revenant, and he's getting uh, made sweet love to by a polar bear. It's pretty amazing. So he was a... Uh, Grade E five soldier, and here's this. Here's his uh, his uh, information. This is from the original. Actually, technically, this is not from the original fire card. This is technically from the Jejo Order of Battle. I don't have my original fire card for Snake Eyes. I probably read it so much over the years that it disintegrated. I do have a Storm Shadow one though, and I look forward to getting into that at a later date. I think I know the episode for that too. Um, so here we go. The subject served in long-range recon patrols in Southeast Asia. So that's the LRRP, which Larry Hama would reference ad nauseum in his stories when he talked about Snake Eyes uh, in, being in the uh, being in the uh, uh, recon team with uh, who was it Stalker and Storm Shadow and Wade Collins. And they always referenced the LRRP, and I was a kid, and I was always like, ah, oh, the LRRP. They were where it's at. They were they it's where all the action happened. So, so Snake Eyes so it says uh, he left the service to study mystic martial arts with the same ninja family that produced Storm Shadow. Snake Eyes was living in an was, Snake Eyes was living an ascetic existence alone in the high Sierras with a pet wolf named Timber when he was recruited for the GI Joe team. So that's kind of contrary to what we just saw in this episode. Uh, which, by the way, Major Blood just shows up with the uh, radioactive crystals, but he, uh, of course, he doesn't have to glow like Snake Eyes. So Snake Eyes gets his wolf from uh, this first episode. In the comics, he got him from the High Sierras, which he had this fat cabin in the High Sierras that even early in the G.I. Joe comic book, they'd show him, he'd go up there and he'd chill out and eventually gets it gets bombed up and he had the foresight to put a trap door in the bottom and he had a secret room that he survived he got cobra attack snake you can't get the drop on snake eyes so snake eyes is a qualified expert all nato and warsaw packed small arms i love the all nato and warsaw packed small arms if it's legal snake eyes is own it that's what that tells me like he sat down he he's like went up to somebody and i didn't say it because we all know that he's mute 
got its face blasted in a uh, helicopter accident when it, while uh, Scarlet, uh, they were on a, one of the early missions of the G.I. Joe team, and, and Scarlet's uh, gear got caught in the uh, in the door, and he wouldn't let her live. He would, uh, wouldn't let her live. The, too much sand got in the rotors. The, the helicopter was going to crash, and he wouldn't let her crash, so he stayed with her until he got her free, and during, during so, one of the engines exploded and blasted him right in the face. So he came out of the helicopter with his face just, like, melting. Okay, real quick, back to the show. These giant tube snakes come flying out of these tubes that they're protecting where the the next element is. They haven't attacked yet, but for the viewer, you know stuff's about to go down. So that's why Snake Eyes doesn't talk. So I'm assuming Snake Eyes just, like, got a hold of this list of NATO and Warsaw Pact small arms, just kind of circled everything on the page, and just pointed at Duke and was like, get it, I want to be an expert in everything. He's also a black belt in 12 different fighting systems and highly skilled in the use of edged weapons. He's a knife man by trade. That was that was ad lib. So Snake Eyes was tempered and the and you know here's this is the quote. This is what whoever wrote this, I don't know, Larry Hammer wrote most of it, but like in the world of G.I. Joe, at one point one of his superiors wrote this into his file. That's what almost all these end that way. Quote Snake Eyes was tempered on the anvil of life until he was dangerous as a razor edged sword flailing in the dark. See, see right there. I got it. Whoever said this, you know, stink eyes doesn't flail. Stink eyes strikes with precision. Like when he made that cut that you didn't know that you're dead until he cut through you and he had to hit the floor and he walked away and the, the rest of the Joes were like, Hey, look at that. He missed his target. And the stink eyes leaves the room and then the target falls apart. And they're like, man, you don't even know you're dead. And stink eyes kills you. That's what Snake Eyes is flailing in the dark. The G.I. Joe team sheathed that sword and harnessed its deadly energy. But even they are want to forget that even within the safety of its scabbard, the blade retains its cutting edge. So what they're saying is, Snake Eyes is a loose cannon. You never can really trust Snake Eyes. I don't, I don't trust that. Just because he can't say it. I think, I think there's no one more dedicated to freedom in this country than Snake Eyes. But back to the action. Worms have erupted from these tubes and they are throwing Cobra and Joe's around like uh, like nothing. They're just toying with them. They got them all wrapped up. Torpedo, again, in the coolest outfit. I mean, it's his like blue and gray uh, uh, scuba suit. Although, also, this is, of course, the scuba. That's where we learn what self-contained underwater breathing apparatus stands for. And uh, somehow they're all on the same radio frequency because they're talking under <laughs> they're talking underwater. <laughs> Baroness isn't even near him underwater. Baroness is in a, a, a precursor to a trouble bubble, and uh, everything that she says, uh, torpedo is picking up. So I'm assuming they're on radios. We're gonna go with radios. That sounds good. So they're negotiating a truce. It's that classic. We gotta work together to save our skins. And when it's done, we'll split up. Uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll destroy our common enemies and then we'll we'll share in the in the profits. So now, earlier we we're talking Snake Eyes. That was from the GI Joe Order of Battle issue number two from Marvel Comics, uh, and that was Circle. What was the publication year on that? That was I want to say nineteen. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty seven. So now we go into Snake Eyes from his entry from the GI Joe Battle Files, uh, put out by Image and Devils Do Publishing, and this was published in two thousand and two. So what is that? 15 years? So 15 years later, we've had a whole bunch of good Larry Hama stuff, and I'm going to get to it at the end of this episode, coming up next. Now, back to G.I. 
And we're back to the Joe and Joe pod. Thanks for listening. Hope you went and got a drink of water, or if you just kept listening through, congratulations, it's a podcast. So now Snake Eyes, early in his military career. Oh, before we get into this, uh, the Joes are still fighting. They've teamed up with Cobra. Duke realized that if they shoot, if they blast the um, containers that the snakes are in, the snakes, the, the tubes that they're living in, they'll float to the surface. And then as they float to the surface, the, the change in pressure will explode the worms. So basically, they're wiping out all this undersea uh, flora, fauna, animals. I don't know. So, Baroness, of course, she uh, doesn't uh, follow through on her deal. And she's like, give me yours. Give me your share of the heavy water, too. And uh, so now they're going to fight again. So, you know, but hey, it wouldn't be J.H.O. Joe if they didn't have a good fight, right? So we got a little more information about Snake Eyes. Early in his military career, Snake Eyes was on the Long Range Recon Patrol. There we go. There he served. This is where the, 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 the details come into play. There he served with Lonzo Stalker Wilkinson. We love Stalker. And Tommy, the young man whose unpronounceable last name translated into English as Storm Shadow. Now, it's it's Tommy Arashakage or Arashakage. Uh, I always said Arashakage, but I've heard someone pronounce it recently differently. I don't know. The three narrowly escaped an ambush by exiting the lowland. Sustaining injuries that earned him a Purple Heart, Snake Eyes was sent home to the United States. Now, upon his return, he learned that his parents and twin sister had been killed in a violent car crash on their way to the airport. Devastated, he subsequently joined Cobra's, uh, joined Storm Shadow's ninja family, the Arashakich clan, remembering his friend's offer to do so when they served together. There, he studied and excelled in the mystic martial arts. So Snake Eyes didn't even train to be a ninja until, you know, he was, what, probably 22, 24, assuming he, he went into Vietnam when he was like 18. Two, three years in Vietnam, come home, family killed. There you go. Uh, back to the show real quick. This is the Frankenstein moment for Snake Eyes where he meets the blind old man in the woods. And the blind old man says that he's a good guy, kind of just like Frankenstein story. So I want Snake Eyes to go outside and immediately drown a girl. That would be amazing. And there you go. They just named Timber. I love Timber the wolf. He's so great. I was I was upset a couple of years ago when I dug out my toys and kind of got them spruced up. Timber had a broken leg. I need to replace my timber. My snake eyes, he's in good shape too. I also have a the final, very, very final G.I. Joe figure I ever bought back in the day when it was time to put things away and grow up and whatever, go to high school, I guess. Uh, I've said I'm buying one more G.I. Joe and I'm not going to open it. And this is when I wasn't collecting toys either. Uh, I still don't really collect toys a bunch, but this was 1989. It was the summer of Batman, and I bought my G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Commando figure. And this is the third-gen Snake Eyes, where he's got the two um, knives across his chest. Uh, and he's awesome. And so I still have him. It's The card's not super min- It's It's really good, but there's a crease on top. I think that crease always been there from when I bought him. But otherwise, this card's in tip-top shape. No water damage, no you know, no uh, yellowing on the card and everything. It's really nice. It's like the only super mint old school joke card I have. All right, well, back to the battle files. Snake Eyes goes to train uh, during his training with a hard mask. And this is where it gets confusing because God bless Larry Hama. He really wove a story here. Snake Eyes' teacher, the hard master, was slain by a silver tip arrow. Storm Shadow's weapon of choice. Storm Shadow was the obvious suspect, right? Furthered by the fact that he disappeared directly after the hard master's assassination. It was thought he was jealous because the hard master favored the more adept student, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes later, he retreated to the High Sierras to live in seclusion, and that's where Hawk recruited him for G.I. Joe, right? And that's where he met Scarlet and became romantic. Uh, 
and we covered this a little earlier, first uh, first operation routine desert thing, his face was severely damaged. He lost use of his vocal cords. Which, by the way, this is important. In the movie, they made it a vow of silence. No, 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 man. He sacrificed his face and his voice to save his sweet lady Scarlet. Now, what this file card doesn't go into is that, uh, like it talks about some of his later stuff where he became the uh, silent master of their Shockage clan. He trains Kamakura and, um, you know, some of his other adventures. But here's the deal. Storm Shatter didn't kill the Hardmaster. Who killed the Hardmaster? Zartan killed the Hardmaster, which we're not going to get into right now. We're going to save that for the Zartan or for the Storm Shadow episode. I'm just going to leave that tantalizing bit with you. This is what was Zartan doing over in uh, Japan, killing uh, killing ninjas? I don't know. We'll find out. We have so now, the, back to the Snake Eyes uh, file card. Very final one. Let's see if there's anything interesting on here. Oh, this is the best. This is the quote from his final card. What can you say about a good guy who goes bump in the night? That man is the baddest dude in the valley. He scares pit bulls. He should wear a sign in his chest that says, Don't mess, period. The bad guys would like to see him declared illegal under the Geneva Convention. On the other hand, he is kind to small animals. That's what you got to love about Snake Eyes. So here on the episode, he's back. He's back with the crew. He's alive. Apparently, leukemia-free. And he brought Timber. Timber likes Scarlet. Now, we know Snake Eyes and Scarlet are supposed to be together because they're together in the comics. They're together. They're together. They're, they should be together. But, of course, in the cartoon, Scarlet's with that Flanderer Duke. So they got a chance. They got some heavy water. They got some radiation. Uh-oh. The uh, container that the uh, canister came in. It's a booby trap. Apparently a booby trap timed perfectly to wait until it gets into the pit why it wouldn't have exploded earlier i don't know i can't really say i'm not designing the cobra booby traps but that cobra booby trap waited until it got into deep into the heart of the pit to start spitting out fumes just in time to leave us on an episodic cliffhanger isn't that fascinating i love cartoons they're amazing and so now we go over into the final commercial break and when we come back we get a next episode recap so they give you a little teaser looks like looks like they got the mass device working up they got to go for that final piece looks like the final piece is in a uh, is a meteorite in an active volcano there's some dragonflies involved that means we're going to get some wild bill some good oh there he is some good texas corn poke stuff uh dropping a meteorite that looks like a big testicle or like a meat wad pretty much and there's a net on a on a helicarrier, which, by the way, Cobra totally stealing helicarriers from uh, Shield, Marvel's Shield. But we'll get into it. Uh, so thanks y'all for listening, everybody. Again, this is Joe and Joe Pod at Gmail, Joe and Joe Pod at Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Follow me, send me an email, tell me, tell me, love GI Joe, tell me how much and everything. Going to the final commercials, voice talents, BJ Ward. Um, yeah, that's it. So next time, until next time, um, we're going to come up with a, a sign-off for this. We're, we'll just say Yo Joe for now, but that's so cliched. So until next time, this has been Joe Slepsky, and I appreciate you listening to uh, the Joe on Joe podcast. And have a great week, and keep that flag flying. Yo Joe!